This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Special, a series of podcasts interviewing legendary Chelsea players from the 1960s to the present day, and some of the famous and infamous Chelsea supporters who followed them home and away. The Chelsea Special is presented by Martin King, author of Hulufan, and Ozzy, the King of Stamford Bridge, a supporter since the early 60s and the godfather of Chelsea supporters, and David Stamford Chidge Chidgey, producer of the Chelsea Fancast writer for the CFC UK fanzine and known affectionately as the Podfather. Join us for a trip down memory lane with some of Chelsea's most loved and revered players as they share their love for the club we love. Colin Pates made 346 appearances for Chelsea between 1979 and 1988, 137 as captain. 
The era Colin played in for Chelsea was among the most troubling and uncertain in the club's history. In his debut season, Chelsea were relegated to Division 2, where they would stay until 1984. Four years later, Chelsea were again relegated by virtue of a playoff against Middlesbrough. Somewhere in the middle of all that, Chelsea assembled a team that flirted with Division 1 title challenges, won the full Members' Cup and beat the mighty Liverpool FC, European champions at the time, in the FA Cup. Colin was made captain at the age of 22 and led Chelsea to the Division 2 title and promotion back to Division 1. With many new signings by manager John Neal, Pates showed maturity beyond his years by moulding together the different groups within the dressing room. More than that, his classy displays as a ball-playing defender who read the game superbly matched his impressive captaincy of a club on its way back to the top. Arguably, his finest hour came in 1986 when he became the first Chelsea player to lift a trophy at Wembley when he captained the side to the full Members' Cup trophy in a 5-4 victory over Man City. After surprisingly losing the captaincy to Joe McLaughlin the next season and a series of niggling injuries over the next two years, to the dismay of Chelsea supporters, Pates was sold to Charlton in 1988 for 400000 by then-manager Bobby Campbell. On reflection, without Collins' composure and assured leadership on the pitch, it was no surprise that Chelsea found themselves relegated at the end of the season. After retirement from the game, Colin became a football coach at the Whitgift School in South Croydon, where he coached future Chelsea players such as Victor Moses and Callum Hudson-Odoi. Another good reason for Chelsea supporters to be grateful to a player who served the club with commitment and distinction for nearly 10 years, having himself supported them since he was a boy. Right, today we've got Chelsea legend in my view and Absolutely. Tyson, Colin Pates. Colin George Pates. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> born August 1961. <laughs> Were you born in Wimbledon or Carl Shorten? No, it? do you know what? It's been on the internet for like the last... 20 years that I'm 12 stone 4 and born in Carshalton and I can tell you both of them are wrong um, I was born in Wimbledon That's South right. London yeah um, and I'm 14 stone 2 right and you saw it you <laughs> played made 346 appearances for Chelsea I think so yeah 10 goals yeah 10 good ones made your debut at 18 yep right and I'll let Dave carry on now no mate just, just a no, dumb, no you've got all the stats there I've got 280 league appearances, one a sub, 10 goals, 346 total appearances. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. 137 as captain. That's yeah. not bad. That's not Absolutely. bad. Made your debut in a 7-3 win against Ori. Oh, yeah. There you go. That, that, right, that is, go. And there you go. Now you've cracked on. Perfect segue, Martin. No, that's, the first, that's where I wanted to start. Makes a lot of sense. Um, you took the place of Mickey Droy, obviously yeah. another Chelsea legend, uh, playing away against Leighton Orient, and we won 7-3. I mean, how, how mad was that match? Well, it's crazy because on the Friday, Jeff Hurst just... We had training as usual, mm-hmm. and I was training with the first team, which was like a bit strange because I normally train with the reserves, and they had a game on the Saturday. And Jeff Hurst just came up to me and said, you're playing tomorrow. And, and that was it. That's, that's all he said. He said, you're playing tomorrow. And I thought, really? Really? You know, this yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and played the game. I mean, there was goals going in both ends on a regular basis but yeah. uh, I can't really remember much of it because when, of you, blur. Well, when you make your debut you know you got everyone shouting at you and, yeah. and people giving you information and, and all this sort of stuff so yeah it was it was proud moment though. It, yeah it was an amazing feeling to go out there um, but it was chaos was you nervous come yeah I was nervous yeah and I never yeah. really suffered with nerves beforehand um, 
but that one was yeah. I mean, Ronnie Harris gave me a little pep talk before I went out there, you know, and and, and helped me tremendously. But like uh, a scary moment when you go out there and all of a sudden it's first team football. But I was just pleased we scored more than them. Yeah, uh, the you winners know, are winners. Yeah, are win. I, you mm. know, everyone sort of you know they can look at the, the goals that we conceded and stuff. But the bottom line is we won. So. Yeah. And that's all I was bothered about. It's interesting you mentioned Ron there, because Gary was saying that to us, wasn't he? Yeah, that actually, well, Ron was a brilliant, stead- I mean, you know, difficult times for the club in many yeah, respects, but yeah. Ron was a really steady influence, particularly with the young players, was always giving them advice, you know, a bit of kind of coaching in a way. Yeah, he was, because he, he was coming to the end of his career when mm. we were all kind of like, you know, yeah. up and coming. So, yeah. like, anything he said, you took notice of. Yeah. Um, and he was good at it as well. I mean, sometimes, you know what Ron's like, he, he don't mess around, he nope. says it how it is. Um, sometimes he didn't like it, but mm. and it hurt, but like, you know, you took you take it, it from Ron. Yeah, well, you took it yeah. on board and, and, you know, and just yeah. try to improve yourself. So, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. Um, another notable uh, match, uh, a few years later, really, we funny enough just talking to Gary about it, but you were the midfield, uh, well, you were in midfield because old Bummers got injured didn't he in the famous 2-0 win over Liverpool who you know let's not forget they were the European champions at the time it was in the FA Cup I mean we were saying to Gary weren't we and I think we, we both agree it's probably one of the most one of the best kind of matches we can remember as Chelsea fans a remarkable result we're in the second division let's not forget they're European champions I mean, how how good how good were we? How good did it feel to beat them? It was a big match, wasn't it? Was that the was I Sooness's shadow? Was it that game? Was I that, think yeah. Oh, was the manager yeah. Sooness? Yeah. No, no, no. Well, I, we got it. We 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 were talking to Gary as I said. No, no. Here we go. Shall I, I'll tell you the team. Colin. Yeah. Yeah. Tell, tell me their team. Was their team? And we we said this is one of the. I think no. this is a, one of the best Liverpool teams of all time. Oh, well, right? I could probably name them. Grobola. Yeah. Phil Neal, Mark Lawrenson. Yeah. Alan Kennedy, Ronnie Whelan. Alan Hansen, Kenny Dalgleish, Sammy Lee, little Sammy Lee, Ian Rush, Terry McDermott, Graham Sooners. I think that was the, I think that oh, yeah, was the was one Sooners, where yeah. I was Sooners' shadow. Yeah, well, you've been in midfield. Yeah, was, yeah, I was getting confused with another. I guy, think that was the game because uh, when when he told me what my 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 job was to mark Graham Sooners out of the game, what I did you say? I kind of looked at him and said, <laughs> "Really? You know, what I mean? <laughs> you're really asking me to do this?" And and after five minutes. Uh, Sunes just stretched his shorts out in front of him and went do you want to get in with me really is that yeah. what he said yeah. yeah he said do you want to get in with yeah. me and then he said you're not really going to waste your career by following me around on this pitch are you yeah. and I went sorry Graham I've been told to do it you know, I, mean, you I was even apologising <laughs> no, to him I said I've got to do it you know and he, Did went, he, kick you? And he, he kept looking at me and swearing and anyway when we uh, when we won the game he came up to me and he just went well done son he said I, I know we're all giving jobs that we don't want to do um, and I shook his hand despite him kicking the shit out he me. did kick you oh my god when I got in the changing after the game I took my shirt off I had scratch marks all over me where you know when you feel for the player that's yeah, marking yeah, yeah, him yeah 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 he used to like, he was take great. a lump of you he was just taking yeah, lumps out yeah. of me um, but I, mate he's a great player Great, player. Oh, best, best oh, yeah. player. Yeah. We're looking at midfield. All them players were world class. Yeah, unbelievable. All internationals. Yeah. Some of the some of the biggest legends. I mean, you know, Ian Rush, Dale Gleish, Hansen. God, I mean, they're some of their biggest legends. Mark well, Lawrence. Lawrence. Well, well, maybe not Lawrence. Well, me and Bunners had the con- <laughs> me and Bunners had the conversation before the game, and we and we said, um, he, he, the manager's not going to go through the players because we know more yeah. about well, yeah, you yeah. could name. There's no we, point in yeah. saying they got this lad at the back, you yeah. know, uh, 
Alan Hansen and they got this yeah. player in midfield. Young Scottish lad. Yeah, yeah, you know. Like, Quite tall. It was none of that. It was just a case of all the best. Did give you have it, a game plan? Though, give it your best shot. No. Well, the manager will Not tell you. Not you, but we the teams. Did we have a, a game plan to beat them? I think we just, before, we just went out and we just all agreed that we've got to play out of our skin every single one of us to even have a chance of getting a result and we managed to do it you did yeah, yeah. did yeah. they have a bit of an off day or, or um, did that contribute to it I, I they take they, us lightly I think they probably yeah I, I think they knew coming here it was going to be hard work I think they really did and, and to be fair I think we just worked our absolute socks off mm. um, and I think we caught them on an off day and we, and we all performed far better than any of us have ever performed I would imagine more full them because we did it before in 78 you would have thought that they would have known Learned and we did it again yeah. after didn't we yeah. well the 4-2 four, the four in yeah, 97 yeah. wasn't it yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that's one of my favourite matches of the modern era but there you go alright so uh, goal scoring you scored your first goal against Blackburn that season how did that feel magnificent I mean I never really Johnny Bumsey gives me constant abuse about Goal scoring and, and stuff because uh, last ten, game of the season actually ten in yeah. ten in three hundred and fifty games is not the best best ratio you've ever seen but I must admit when I did get one it was normally not not a bad one absolutely well so, Charlton, uh, Charlton springs yeah. to mind a twenty five yard pile driver yeah, as I recall yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, I remember that one um, the Wolves one was the best one when I scored really? the Wolves yeah. When was that? I think I'm the only one on the planet that's got the video of it. Okay. Uh, well, no, well, I, I will track it. <laughs> because I watch it every night. I will track it, I will track it You've down. You've got to track I'll it track down, it down for the website. When was that? Remind oh, me. Oh, God. 80-something. Andy Gray was playing. The reason why, right, I remember it is because when I stopped playing football, I worked at Wickliffe School yeah. for 24 yeah. years, and my first appointment was to take John Humphrey. He used to play at Crystal Palace yeah, and yeah. Wolves. Yeah. And... I actually used to show him the video every day because I flicked it over his head and volleyed the ball in when he was playing for Wolves. And John, I used to put him through it every day about yeah, how he's yeah. got to watch this video, he's got to watch this video. <laughs> so it felt good, that one. Uh, and there was another good one against uh, QPR, I think. Uh, no, Bolton. Bolton, volley from outside the box. Remember that one? Yeah, I remember that one. Uh, most of these, though, to be honest with you, they're all worldies. Just, just shut me eyes. It just, goals, just, just, just shut me eyes and it. I found, I found, I found it. it. Was on the bloody page I was looking at in the first place. Yeah, twenty second of Jan, nineteen eighty three. Wolverhampton's Wolverhampton Wanderers two, Chelsea one. Yeah, there we go. You scored. There we go. I tell you who was in goal. I think John Burridge was John in goal. John Burridge. Yeah, and he just he just looked at everyone in disgust, and you know, like, <laughs> uh, he would never have got to it. Fantastic. Um, I think, you know, people of my age, certainly, we, we, all, we all always remember you as a much-loved captain, and, and, and you got it from John Neal in 83-84, mm. uh, which was an amazing season for us because you led us to the second division title. I mean, first of all, how did it feel getting the captaincy from John? Well, it's something I always wanted, you know, but I never dreamt that I would get. Um, who did you remind me? Who did you take over from? Was it Mickey Troy? I think it might have been. I think it might have been yeah. Nick, might it? But um, it was that, it was something obviously something that I always wanted, but I never thought I'd get. But when they gave it to me, you just—it's just such an honour to lead them out, you know. Especially like Stamford Bridge, my first game, you yeah. know, coming out as captain. Man, you can't—you can't even describe how that feels. Mm. Um, and then, and when you get it, you just don't want to let it go. Mm, you know, yeah. you really don't want to yeah. let it go for anything. Um, 
it was magnificent. I mean, what was, the was fir- I a great talker on the pitch? Uh, yeah, I think I was, but I think I think I was able to, to stay calm when when everyone else was. I, that's right. how I remember yeah. as a as a player actually. You know that you'd, you'd had a well, I, well, it's a calm authority, which I think is perfect that's, for a that's, captain. Yeah, actually. that's kind of how yeah. I saw myself. You know, I wasn't a great talker. I wasn't a great shouter and all that. I just felt that that. I had the ability to stay calm, yeah. you know, all around. Yeah. Off the pitch, I was a nightmare, but on the pitch, I was quite, like, quite calm. Did John Neal have a big say in your career? Yeah, I mean, he did he help you a lot? Yeah, because he said to me once, he, he said that like um, he wanted to mi- mix in the guys that he wanted to keep hold of um, with the new signings, i.e., Kerry, yeah. Joe, you Mike know, Nigel, Speedy, Nigel, Pat. yeah. Good and, and he just wanted to keep two or three homegrown lads, he yeah. said, and, but he wanted one yeah. of the homegrown lads to be a captain. Yeah. He said, because that, that's how it should be, Great you've got the history, and, it, and he obviously gave it to me, so yeah. I couldn't, couldn't thank him enough. Yeah. Yeah. What was his good, good points then, Colin? Was he a man management man tactically? Was he good? John, John Neal was, he, he didn't say much, yeah. but, but he, I've never seen anybody. Spot a player like like them two, Ian McNeil and, and John Neal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they brought players to the club that that we were all looking around at each other. You know, it's like Pat Nevin. Yeah. You know, I always talk to Pat Nevin about this. He he walked in uh, into the change rooms once, and I was going to give him a couple of quid for a cup of coffee and tell him that he's not allowed <laughs> in the changing room um, because he turned up like a student, and that's yeah. exactly what he was. Yeah. Well, the, f- what a I mean, the first day's training, I just mate. He took my breath away, and yeah. he's been one of my best pals ever since. Yeah. He just took my breath away. Yeah. Uh, Nigel Spackman, Joe McLaughlin. Played with Joe McLaughlin. The first game we played together, it was like we were just made for each other. You know, um, John Neal and Ian McNeil were just incredible to fight. Kerry Dixon, look at Kerry yeah. Dixon, yeah. four hundred thousand. Yeah. Really? I mean, like. It's 175,000, wasn't it? Kerry Dixon? Was it? Yeah, I think so. There was an add on if he played for England or something, which yeah. Ken, yeah. Ken was not very happy about. Yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. I didn't even know. I didn't know it was that. Yeah. that but that's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And he goes on to be one of the top goal scorers in the whole, yeah, yeah. The whole history. But he, he had some smart signing. I mean, like getting Joey in, Joey Jones in, and Mickey Thomas. Because of his Wrexham connection, yeah. I mean that was quite savvy as well. I thought get a bit of experience in there too. It, it was good. They were both characters yeah, that huge. you needed on the pitch, yeah. and they were characters off yeah, the pitch yeah, yeah. as well. Obviously. Very much so. Very Did he bring so. Speedy in, or Dave Speedy already? In? I think no. He brought. It, yeah. he went from Doncaster. I mean, God Almighty! I forgot Dave Speedy. Ninety grand or something. Oh, yeah. in there. Oh, Dave Speedy, the best header of the ball I've ever seen, ever. And probably the calmest player you've ever played with. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Brilliant. Oh. I bet you had to work out telling him what to do. Mate, uh, honestly, he's had more fights than John Wayne, honestly. Really? He, Is uh, he that bad? In training, in training. <laughs> in training, he like, you, you had to be careful on a Monday morning with him, you know, because yeah. he, he was he was a fighter. He was yeah, a, like, a feisty. Yeah, more more than that. Yeah. Yeah. But what a player. What a player. Like, and what a leap, as you said, for a small man. His yeah. heading ability was never phenomenal. never seen anybody jump like that. Yeah, brilliant, yeah. wasn't it? So... You know, we're, we're back in Division 1, where we belong. Uh, first match uh, against Arsenal at Highbury, as yep. it was. Uh, your captain. Yep. We're back. I mean, how, how special was all of that? That goes in the top top two games of all time for me. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, that was just incredible. I mean, the one thing I remember coming out, it really brought a tear to my wow. eye. Because I came out, 
and I saw at the clock end. The whole of the clock end, wasn't it? Oh, God. Yeah, crammed in. I just looked up and I, I said to one of the lads, "Is that not supposed to be like the home one of the homings and all that?" You know, yeah. and, and, you know evidently not. And, you know, and it was just full of Chelsea. Yeah. I mean, they were all around the side. So I, I was in the seat. Yeah. Where, where, where were you? I was in the West End. Yeah, yeah. How many? How many did we have in the West End? Probably five hundred. Brilliant. And that was Arsenal's main seat, Denton and all that. Was sitting really? They was all sitting in there, yeah. How about that? It was incredible. That's it. You know, the lads sort of having a little few words during the game, and we were saying that, you know, the reason why it made you feel so proud is because, like, we were so pleased to be back in the top flight yeah, yeah, yeah. that the fans deserved it more than anybody because, you know, they'd stuck with us all throughout the, yeah, yeah. the bad times, and yeah. then now we're back where we belong. It was like an overwhelming day for me, honestly. Yeah, brilliant day, yeah. Excellent stuff. Uh, and I mean, you know, Kerry, obviously, he, look, he looks at it, he looks back on that with very big fondness because, of course, you know, it's one of his favourite, if not his favourite goal. Brilliant goal. I mean, I think Doug Ruby took the free kick, didn't he? Yeah, and, and well, the after, shortly after he took Vivian Anderson or tried to boot him into the... <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> remember Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doug did that quite a bit actually. Yeah, brilliant. Um, but brilliant. no, Kerry's goal was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, great goal. Yeah, I mean, it was just a. I always remember it was a really sunny day as well. Yeah, that's it. Lovely and hot. Kickoff, yeah, wasn't it? beautiful. Early day. morning. Yeah, yeah, it was lovely. Yeah. Sun was shining. Yeah, it goes down as one of the top three. Definitely. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Um, we, I mean, we were very good that season. In fact, I think we, we, you know, we ended up about fifth or sixth yeah, that sixth, season I yeah, yeah. But, I mean which was remarkable if you think about it you know a team coming up from the second division as we were your form was very very good of course the following year it was the World Cup a lot of people were talking about you you know maybe breaking into the England side I mean were you disappointed that you missed out you didn't get I think get the looking? shadow squad in the shadow squad done? for a couple of games but I think see the reason the reason why this is the, the fans theory on me not playing for England not mine but they were saying that Bobby Robson was the, the manager at yeah, the yeah, time, yeah. And, yeah. and he was like an Ipswich, obviously Ipswich manager. Yeah. So if you look at the two centre arms, Terry Butcher, England, it was Terry Butcher yeah. and Terry Fennick was there. Terry Fennick. But there was a who was the other? There was another another centre half, an Ipswich centre half. But there was Butcher and somebody or other. But Kevin Beatty. No, it was no. Too, no, too late for Beatty. No, Beatty was English, but was he, English, he was more seventies. He was in the England team. Oh yeah, team. he was early. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't for the life of me think. But I think the point I'm trying to make far too subtly. Obviously, we thought you should have been in the England side, Colin. But you were a, you were a, you know, ahead of your time. Really, you were a ball playing centre yeah. back. Yeah. Butcher, I got no argument with. He's a, he was a great central defender, great leader of the team, as he then went on to prove. But Terry Fenwick. Come on. Yeah, well, and of course he gets rinsed by Maradona totally mind you you wouldn't I'd have probably upended him early, earlier well that's a good question <laughs> what would you have done what would you have done with Maradona when he scored that amazing goal well it, I, I think you've got to nail it at source so yeah. you've got to like blame it on Peter Reid yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first one's got to really like yeah, yeah. put him on his backside yeah. basically because if he gets a gallop on honestly yeah. I mean Maradona who, who stops him I mean, he, he probably would have done the same to me, to be fair. But, I mean, we can all sit there and well, criticise people. We but, can. you know, you never know, do you? I actually got to interview Peter Reid about that. He was, he was, as you would expect with Pete, because he's a, he's a lovely bloke. And he was very, very funny about it. 
and he, and he says, I regret to the day I die not, not taking him out. Exactly yeah. what you, you said. said. Yeah. Yeah. Because he said once he was gone, he said he just left me for dust. Wow. He, said he, he said, I ran after him. He said, it was, it was a, I'm not going to disgrace him by doing a scout's accent, but he said it was like running after him in diving boots. It was like I yeah. had diving yeah. boots yeah. on You him. feel like you're on an escalator going the wrong way. Yeah. You, Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Johan Cruyff, Cruyff used to make people look like that, didn't he? Brilliant player. He's Brilliant player. One of my favourite players. Um, now, this is the bit that I've, I've been absolutely just so much looking forward to talking about the uh, the full members' cup yeah. in '86. Uh, I mean, we still, you know, we still sing it, and we're quite drunk in the pubs, which is most <laughs> of the time when Pates went up to lift the full oh, members' no. cup. We were there. Oh, I mean, yeah. how, how does that feel for a start? Do you know why? It's amazing because I, in Fulham Broadway Station, yeah. I had a platform singing it to me. Really? Um, <laughs> in Witherspoons in Victoria Station. I had the whole of the escalator singing it. Really? To me. Yeah, as they were coming down, I was going up for yeah, a yeah. point and they yeah, were yeah. It's just incredible. Yeah. I, I know why. I know why it meant yeah. so much as well because it, it meant so much to the players yeah. as well. Because, Did it really? Yeah, because we, you know, we, we we were coming through a really bad time. You know, we'd had a bad time as a club, and then. But those, those two was, years before, it was on the up. We oh, were doing no, all right, weren't we? Yeah, exactly what I'm saying. You know, we won the league and we done this and we done that. And we were on the up, you know, and the fans hadn't had that for a no. long time. Yeah. You know, they hadn't had a day out at Wembley for a, for a long time, you know. About 24 years. Yeah, so, you know, all of a sudden now the fans are, are buzzing, the players are buzzing. And it was like, the, it was the, I always call it the first foothold back to Chelsea being like what it is now. Because it was like... You know, we, in some ways, we we saw all of Chelsea. You know, we saw us being skinned. We saw us yeah. having any well, I mean, when, when, when did you when we, did you join the club? Oh, I signed when I was ten years of age. So you were there from what? Oh God, I was. Well, I was born in seventy one. So, I started training at the right, club. Right, so seventy one. So you 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 started at the club effectively in the middle of the Kings of the Kings Road era when yeah. we're winning the FA Cup the European Cup yeah. Winners' Cup yeah. so you'd seen us at the height yeah. you'd seen it go all the way down yeah. again yeah. and then all the way yeah. all the way up again I mean and me and Bunnels always talk about this we always say that success we had in them two or three years was the was the foul for like what's going on now you that's know, amazing because so I, I, that's a brilliant way to put it actually yeah. and I think a lot of people obviously put it down to uh, Glenn coming in yeah. in the mid 90s but actually as you know, I was around then, and, and we—you're right—we were so pumped, Colin, to, to win yeah. something, to go yeah. to Wembley. It yeah. was—it was—we didn't care that it was the Ken Bates Cup. That, that, that was <laughs> it was it. a cup, yeah. and we were at Wembley. That was just it. I think people can be very cynical anyway, yeah. can't they? Even if you—if you, know, you win the FA Cup now, they'll say, "Oh nah, well, yeah, well that's nuts." Not isn't many it? people take the FA Cup seriously now, and not people. You can find a fault in anything, but but I genuinely believe because all them fans, you know, love that era. A because they they didn't know what they were going to get next. Nope. You know, I mean, you know, sometimes we'd go out and we'd be absolutely magnificent. The next day we'd come out and we'd lose. But I always say that that was the first foothold back no, to where I, we are. That's now. a really good way of putting it. I mean, the thing that I mean people wouldn't believe if you told them now uh, is that we'd actually played Southampton. 24 hours before you scored actually oh, no, yeah. yeah didn't you got a free kick <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you remember that yeah because yeah we played on the Saturday and then we played the cup final on the Sunday but yeah. the, but yeah. we had a free kick outside the box and Peter Shilton was in goal yeah they were a good side then. Yeah, yeah they were lining up yeah. the wall and yeah. of course I just took it it hit the wall yeah deflected past Peter Shilton Peter Shilton looked at me in disgust like he wanted to kill me um, 
you know, all went according to plan. So, so what do you remember? I mean, apart from that, I mean, you know, actually, before we get into the actual match itself, I mean, physically, how, how, you know, if, as I said, if you said pe- to people now, you could play two high-level matches, you know, in 24 hours, they'd, they'd look at you like you're mad. I mean, did it affect you physically? Well, I get quite disappointed in, in, in players and managers now when they say, oh, they're tired. I mean, I'm not being funny. To, to, you don't, especially if you're, if you're on a successful side, let me tell you now, you don't get tired. Yeah. You don't get tired. Is that you, adrenaline? The adrenaline, honestly, it will, it will carry you through. You know, you'll be tired in training, but then as soon as you kick off at a game or you go out for a warm-up before another game, you're fine yeah. because you've got the adrenaline kicking in. And so I kind of get disappointed when I hear players getting tired, especially as you've got teams in the old days that were playing like 50-odd games a season yeah. and winning cups and everything. You know, and they used to re- play Christmas Day and Boxing Day, of course, in those yeah. days. So yeah. they would play two in 24 hours. Yeah. Um, on worse pitches. But we weren't tired. For that Members' Cup, we weren't tired. I promise you. We went out. We just couldn't wait to get out there, to be honest with you. You know, you felt a bit groggy from the day before. Went out and had a warm-up. Saw 70,000 people out there waiting for you. Trust me, you weren't going to be tired. No, that, that certainly helped. I mean, what, what do you remember about the match? Because it was, I mean, it's 5-4. We were 5-1 up. I mean, it was nuts. Reminded me of my debut, actually. Yeah. Because it was it was pretty crazy. I mean, we were we were cruising one minute, then we were under pressure. Well, I think I think it was five one until the last six minutes. Yeah. So they scored three goals in six minutes. I just I couldn't believe it. I, I Doug Rubio's goal. Yeah. Brilliant. I, I brilliant header. Thinking if we blow this, you know, we're never gonna. This is never gonna be forgotten if we blow this. So when the, I must admit, when the referee blew his whistle, oh, was I relieved? I think we all were actually oh, God. <laughs> because it was because we knew Chelsea I mean you know even at 5-1 you were thinking okay it, it, you know you just knew you weren't home and hosed mm. so the relief was palpable David Speedy of course scores the first hat-trick in a cup final at Wembley since Jeff Hurst who of course ironically was our manager yeah not that long exactly before. right and a, we were talking about his heading ability but he scored a great headed goal Pat Nevin responsible for three of them in, in terms of assists Pat was on fire wasn't he, he was. I, mean, Pat, I don't think anybody could cope with Pat when Pat was yeah. really on, on really form. on it yeah. just, just one thing with the, uh, the the members cup thing yeah my uh, my ex-wife used to say to me that we, we spend too much playing, you know, in amongst football environment and stuff. So so she said to me, I booked a holiday in Greece, and um, <laughs> we're going to we're going to get away from it. So she booked an excursion on a coach yeah. to take us up into the mountains. Yeah, yeah. For some goat's cheese and red yeah, wine, yeah. you know, Lovely. really interesting stuff. <laughs> so I get up there and walk into the bar. Yeah. This is in the middle of Greece, yeah. in, in, a, in the hills. And as I get there, I see a team sheet and a, and a program of Chelsea behind the bar and four blokes in the corner singing when Pates went No up. way. <laughs> when was this? This was, I think, uh, at a eight, uh, I can't remember what year. In the 80s? Oh, yeah. It was only so it was like, around the time. It was only like um, six months Oh, right. After, okay. So six right, exactly. after, like, it was that yeah. pre-season wow. or that holiday yeah, yeah. after the thing. Yeah, I ended up in a... In the mountains with four blokes and the barman who was a season ticket holder. That's amazing. That is amazing. She, she just looked at me and went, "My God, what have I got to do to get you away from football?" But you can't. This is this is Chelsea. Wherever you go in the world, and even in those days, you're going to find exactly. It's true. That's but that that is brilliant. 
Um, we were talking a minute ago, weren't we? I mean, that whole kind of rejuvenation of Chelsea under John Neal from like '83, really. You know, we uh, we avoid going down to Division Three uh, by beating Bolton away, and he starts to rebuild the team. He brings all these players in, the likes of Spatman, uh, Dave Speedy, Kerry Dixon, uh, as you were saying. Uh, but he really put a great team together. We come back up to Division One '84. Yep. We do really well. I mean, we always felt, looking back on it, that we actually, we were close to getting the title, I think. Or, or were we? I mean, how close were we? They always, we were in contention, weren't we? Someone was saying that we were one player away from actually yeah. winning the league that year. Putting it. Um, yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we couldn't believe it. I mean, we clicked from the minute they put us together, really. From, the, from the, even the pre-season. Wow. We felt that there was something special there. Yeah, yeah. We really did. You, you just know. You know. You can feel something. You know. Um, and when Kerry, the chemistry. Yeah, when yeah. Kerry turned up, I was. You know, we were looking around the, play, the homegrown players and the local boys were looking around at the new ones coming in and going, yeah, "He's quite nice. He's yeah. not a bad lad. Yeah. He's a good yeah. player." Yeah. Um, and it just kept it kept happening like yeah. that. Every time someone came in, it was very much like. He's not bad. I quite like him. He scores goals, and he just kept kept doing it. And every player that come in looked good. Um, and then, as you can see from the results, you know we we were superb. Kevin Keegan paid the biggest compliment to, to me ever about that team. Um, the year we won the league, we yeah, played yeah. Newcastle here. Yeah, yeah. I think we beat them four 0 And he came up to me after the game, shook my hand, and he said, "That's the best second division team I've ever seen." Wow. And I, I just looked at him and I went. Don't know what to say, you know what I mean? Thanks very much. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cheech. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. We had some good players. You, I mean, you know, Kerry got in the England side, very unlucky to be a number nine at that time. 
you know, we had a lot of competition. Spackman went on to play for Liverpool. You know, Pat went off to play for Everton, who at yep. that time were one of the best teams, if not the best team. We had some good players. Yeah, we, we did. We, we did. did. We did. And we still love you now, Colin. <laughs> um, kind of on a similar theme, really. I mean, you know, we, we didn't win the league. I kind of accept that begrudgingly. But we didn't win the league. Um, but we did finish high enough to get into Europe but of course in those days we had the ban yeah we got banned didn't we so so given that given that we finished high enough to get into Europe but we didn't get in there I mean clearly that's going to be really disappointing did winning the full members cup make up for it at all uh, I don't think anything can make up for no. winning the, the premiership but I mean we we weren't that far away from, from doing really well I remember we, we, we cracked up with the two um, London derbies, didn't we? West Ham QPR. Yeah, I mean, I'm not being funny. Everyone was talking to us about being title contenders, and then we went to QPR and we lost heavily, and then we lost to West Ham heavily. We had some injury of, issues though. Yeah, as well, we, didn't we did. We, yeah, we had a lot of people out, um, and that I think that's where that that comes from. That like kind of, you know, just having them extra couple of players that would have carried us carried us through to success really, but. But then, you know, the youngsters came in. Uh, do, you me, do you want me to remind you? What? It's, it's horrible. Of the scores. This is, this is actually, you know what? The funny thing is, we, we, right? 23rd of March, 1986, we win the, the full Members' Cup 5-4. Next match, Chelsea at home to West Ham. We are, I think we are third in the title at this yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We lose to West Ham 4-0. Yeah. Next match after that, QPR 6-0. Yeah. And I think that would have been Easter. It was the, yeah... Incredible Easter way. massacres but there you go yeah. and after that it all fizzled out a bit but uh, we were close we were close I mean a minute ago Colin you were, you were talking about how important it was uh, you know for you to get the captaincy um, and you also talked about uh, how good the partnership was between you and Joe McLaughlin yes um, and then you know John goes uh and in 87, 88, you lose it to, to, to Joe. I mean, what was the story about you losing the captain? Because, I, I mean, I, 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 I don't know, you know, I can't even remember what it said in the press, but as a Chelsea fan, seeing how good we were with you as the captain, I cannot in my life understand how that happened. Yeah, I mean, I, to be honest with you, I don't really remember how it happened. I remember being captain one minute, and then, and then um, Johnny Onnes, I think, decided that he wanted a change. Um, and I think he felt that I was feeling the pressure a bit and, and, and he wanted to take that away from me yeah. so that I, I could just concentrate on playing and stuff um, and then gave it to Joe. I had no malice against Joe. Well, you got on with Joe. Yeah. And actually it say, wouldn't have been his fault, would it? Well, I mean, Joe was honoured to take it. Of course he was. You You're know, not going to say no, are you? No, exactly. You know, and I, I don't blame him. But me and Joe never fell out over it. Um, you know, he, he, he took it over for as long as he did. But I, I never... But I, I never really felt that, that being captain put any pressure on me. If anything, I think it gave me uh, a little bit of responsibility, which I I like to think that I, I, I rose to, you know. I mean, being captain of something, you feel like you need to set, set certain examples. And, and, I, and I feel that, that it, it did do me good, because the, the year that I... Kind of made you play better, in a sense. Yeah, I think so. But the year... At the year the captain taken off me, I got injured anyway, didn't I? I think. Well, I was going to say, I mean, it's a good good segue, really, because I mean, yeah. the final year of your career for Chelsea, I, I think, was blighted by injury, and then of course, we ended up 
unbelievably getting relegated through the, the playoff for Middlesbrough. Yeah. So it was all, a, I, I think, a very unfitting and quite a sad end. You know, that's how yeah. I remember it. I'll tell you what it was, was I got injured at a cartilage injury. Yeah. So I had my cart, cartilage sorted out, trimmed and everything, and was ready to come back. Um, and I just felt, though, that that, that season I could have just had having the rest of it off and then starting afresh the following season. But the club was in trouble. Yeah. You know, so I was asked to play. So I did, you know. And, and But obviously I hadn't played in a long time and wasn't fit. But we were put in a position where... You know, we were limited staff. Um, we had a lot of injuries, so Bobby Campbell asked me to come back and play. Yeah. So I did. You know, what, what am I going to do? I'm not going to say no. Um, so I did. But did I do myself justice? I think I did in a couple of the games, but my knee was still very, very sore. Well, I was going to ask you that because I mean, they sold you in about October, uh, didn't they? That year, that season, yeah. that next season, Bobby sold you to Charles for. 400- yeah. 400 grand yeah. a lot of us have never forgiven him for that I've got to be honest Colin but <laughs> it, it, that's what I don't understand I mean yeah you might not have been at your best you were coming back from a nasty injury mm. you know so why why did they send you well I spoke to Bob why were they not patient well Bobby never really mentioned it to be fair I mean he brought in Graham Roberts yeah and I think they had this kind of thing where I mean I spoke to Bobby you know, go rest him. Yeah, uh, lovely man. Yeah, I mean, but when I spoke to Bobby, we both kind of like knew we'd fallen out during that era. But we, when we saw each other, we kind of made it quite clear that we felt no malice between the two of us. He was the one that gave me this job here. Really? Yeah. How and so, it just shows you, you know, like no, there no was grudge. There wasn't anything there. You know, yeah. people wanted to make it out, and I, I think I might have been quoted of saying some stuff, you know, about him now. He didn't like me, and he didn't do this, and he didn't do that. But that was true, you know. He, he, I think he he felt that Graham Roberts was a better option. That's his call. Um, yeah, and yeah. he was the manager, and I'd been there a long time and, and needed a change. Yeah. I didn't feel like that. But when you're when you're told that, you know, I, I played against Scunthorpe, I think I did, and I scored as well. Last match. Yeah, and I scored, I think. And as I came into the changing room, Bobby said. Lenny Lawrence is upstairs waiting for you. So I said, Lenny Lawrence? And he said, yeah. He said, Charlton want to sign you. We've agreed terms. If you can agree terms with Lenny, um, then you're allowed, you're allowed to leave. And I've sat there for about 10 minutes and I looked at a couple of my teammates and I went, it's quite obvious that the club yeah, they don't doesn't want me. Yeah. So like, I, and rather than drag it out, I thought, Do you know what? I love this club, but I've got to go. You've got to go. So I went to see Lenny. First thing Lenny said to me was, look, by letting me speak to you, it's obvious that they don't they don't want you to stay. Um, so I'm going to offer you terms, and if you if you like them, come said, on board. Then, then come on board. So I did, um, and I signed, and I had two great years at Charlton. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, to kind of sum it all up. I think. Uh, I mean, we, as I said earlier on, we, we kind of—I remember you as a, as a very underrated, and elegant ball-playing central defender, really more than a midfielder. And of course, the captain who, who lifted a trophy for us after so many years of pain. Um, but how, how would you like to be remembered by Chelsea fans? I think probably as a local Chelsea boy, that pretty much 
you know, was loyal to the club as, as much as I was allowed to be. Yeah. And always had a go, you know, despite um, coming through some really difficult times. Yeah. I mean, it would have been very easily, very easy for some of the lads that have come through this just to sort of say, do you know what, things are not going well, I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah. You know, because we all had, when, when stuff was really going, going wrong at Chelsea, you know, money situations but there was always rumours about other clubs wanting to buy you but, but the likes of myself and Johnny Bumsey decided we, we weren't going to go anywhere you were you happy know, we, 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 you know we didn't play for Chelsea for money we played because we wanted to play that's for Chelsea that's amazing to hear you just um, wouldn't hear that now I'm sure well, you wouldn't hear that now I mean I you know I, I remember signing a, a, a contract once and I'm, I'm, I remember coming out Ken Bates just said sign that and when I came out one of the lads said how'd you get on to do alright and I went you know what I forgot to look <laughs> I was just grateful for a four year deal yeah. and then when I looked at the figure I went actually I've done alright there didn't I oh, do you right. know what I mean so, I, I promise you it was just a case of like uh, you just the money wasn't important yeah. just playing, playing for the club was yeah. What a lovely thing to hear, Martin. Can I ask you, since you played, finished football and you went up with did you do all your coaching badges? Yeah, yeah, yeah. i done, um, as soon as I retired, I went into a, um, you know, all the preliminary badges and the licenses yeah, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. I mean, and then and I had 24 years at Whitgift School coaching all the youngsters. Callum Hudson-Odi was one of mine. Yeah, uh, Victor Moses yeah. was one of mine. Yeah. Yeah. Could when I say one of mine, I mean, well, you I, coached co- it. I coached him when he was a kid. You discovered it. Could you see the potential he had? With, with Callum Hudson Odie, yeah. unbelievable attitude, always knew he was going to be a football player because he actually listened. Victor yeah. um, yeah. Moses was just unbelievable talent way yeah. before his time. And a lovely kid, apparently. Yeah, Victor yeah. was a lovely kid as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a pleasure working with him. Really. How, how, could, how good could Callum be? I mean, he's about to break through for us. There's all the euphoria about England and everything, and of course, you know, Bayern being after him. I mean, I'll how, how good could he be? I'll tell, you story, I'll tell you a story about Callum. When I, this is when I knew he was going to be a football player. Is he turned up late for, for school match. And I kind of like gave him a bit of a volley. And, um, and he sort of, he, he looked at me, and, and he went, I'm really sorry, sir, it won't happen again. And then he went on and scored a ridiculous amount of goals and we won the game and all that. And then he, he came up to me and he went, I was worth waiting for, though, weren't I, weren't I sir? <laughs> so oh, I looked at him and I smiled and I thought, do you know what? But do you know the, the, the beautiful thing about that story is the next home game, he was first on the minibus. Was he really? With kit, with boots. And I thought, this boy is obviously like, you know, a big star because yeah. even despite the fact that he's you know one of the best prospects for Chelsea's academy mm. he's playing through school and he's actually taken a volley off me and taken it on board and done something about it now when you when a 13 year old does that you know you've got a, a kid that wants to be a football player he's got the right mentality then oh, unbelievable talent he's got he's got great parents that, that are very like sensible that advise him well um He's got a great temperament, good sense of humour. Uh, likes to have a little bit of a giggle with you, which is great. I like that as well. But he backs it up with good performances, and, and so if he upsets you with a, a little bit of a, a piss take, he always goes he'll out there. And win, he'll go out there and win the game, so that you've got not much to say to him apart from well done afterwards. Didn't he have a brother who was a better player than him? 
Bradley, I think he's his agent now. He's his agent. Yeah, but they were said that I've heard, as a, I know a scout, Sonny, the old Scottish fellow, do you know Sonny? No. The old boy, Chelsea no. scout, he's been here for years. He said his brother was better than what he was. Really? I don't know how true wow. it is. Wow. But he's his agent now. Wow. Yeah. Who are your favourite Chelsea players, the best you play with your best mates? Best mate. Well, Johnny Bumstead, obviously, he's got to go. Yeah, Bummers. Yeah, yeah, obviously, because we, we were together for like about 100 years and played like so many games together. Yeah. Got drunk quite a lot together as well. Uh, some of my heroes, all, all the 70s lot, were my heroes because uh, I, I remember watching the cup final as a kid yeah. with my blue jumper on um, before, I, you know, before I was actually at Chelsea yeah. or just signed for Chelsea. So I could name that team. You know, in one, they were all my heroes. Best friends had to be Johnny Bumpson was always. Dale Jasper was a great friend as well. All, right. um, all the local boys, Chibs, Mickey Fillory. You know, at one stage we had five of us all playing for Chelsea's first team, and we were all. all you were the Mitchum Mafia. Evil. No, you we were, were the Mitchum Mafia. We, we were, all, the Mafia we were again, all off of a notorious estate yeah, yeah. in <laughs> South London. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so Brilliant. yeah, so they were all great pals, and we all grew up together. Fantastic. Um, can you pick out any of your? I mean, I, I have a suspicion I know what you're going to say, but favourite Chelsea matches, goals you've scored, performances you made? Well, one of my favourites, I'd say top three, would be the Leeds game oh, when we right. got promoted. Yeah. And we yeah. won 5 0. That's right. 84, that a, April 84. That was, that was like a double sweet victory yeah. for me. That's where those pictures taken. That is actually the shed uh, taken on that. It's one of Hugh, Hugh uh, Hastings' photos. We nicked it off. I've got a picture of that on my wall at home. Oh, the, right. the Leeds game, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just beating Leeds 5-0 yeah. and then getting getting the club back to where they belong yeah. was, was just up there. And beating them. Yeah, the Arsenal game was obviously the one I spoke about. Four, yeah. That had to be the, other one, the, the Members' Cup final. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. brilliant. Good man. I'm, yeah, I'm spot on. I couldn't, couldn't disagree with any of that. Um, who was the best player you played against? Probably most gives me the most difficult time, Mark Hughes. Hughesy. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Mark Hughes was just I couldn't find anything Mark Hughes didn't have when I played against wow. him. He was strong, he was quick, scored goals. It didn't matter how you tried to play him. He, he would find, find a way, a way. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he used to give me honestly some real nightmare afternoons although you know we did come out on top yeah. he was hard work the best, the best one was when um, I asked a question about Mark Hughes and, and we me and Mark Hughes up Stamford Bridge versus Man United I'm playing the ball down the line out wide over by the West End Mark Hughes comes right the way through me and we're laying on each other like that and our faces are about six inches away and I've just started punching him. <laughs> he started punching me, but because we're off the pitch, all you've got is the referee on the pitch waving play on. Now, can you imagine now? That that, that would be a court case. Yeah, oh. And then straight after the game, I bought him a pint. I went, Yuzi, how are you, mate? He went, yeah, fine. He said, how's the missus? I went, yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Brilliant. But that's the way it was. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a choice. That really is. Well, I was going to... Um, going to ask you uh, who your hardest most difficult opponent was but you've already answered that with it as Mark Hughes best manager you play for I mean it's got to be John Neal wasn't it John Neal as regards uh, discovering people I mean 
discovering players. John, John knew they all had their strengths actually because John, Johnny Ollis was, was, was yeah, a good manager yeah, yeah. for me as well. Um, John Neal was quiet. But when he said something, it was worth listening to. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Ollins, obviously, because I played with John before he became yeah, manager as yeah, well, yeah. he was kind of like more than just my manager. Um, he did real, really from, well for me as well. You know, good, good what, what made John a good man? He was a good tactician. John was. I mean, you got to remember, John. John's played at the highest level. Yeah. Played for Arsenal. Yeah. You know, yeah. he done all this stuff. So he helped me tremendously, yeah. especially. I think I probably learnt more from John when I was playing with him than I did when, when he was my manager. Because playing, when you play with a player like John, he was my fullback. Yeah. He kind of showed me some stuff yeah. on the pitch that was like, yeah. A bit yeah. like Ron. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Uh, proudest uh, Chelsea achievement or moment? When Pates went up yeah, to lift yeah. the It's got to be, got to be hasn't it? It's got to be picking up the cup of Wembley. Yeah, yeah. Of course it has. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, have you heard the story? Have you heard the story? Uh, I, I don't know if you've heard no, this. Go on, but, go on. But, well, I was coming into a, my local pub and they were having a quiz yeah. inside the pub. And I'm standing at the bar. This is a true story, I promise you. Yeah. And the guy said to me, he said, sport's on now. He said, don't go anywhere. So I went, I'm useless at sport. I said, do you know what I'm like? And he went, he went, no, he said, just stay there. So I stayed at the bar, and, and one of the questions was, who was the first Chelsea captain? Who was the first Chelsea captain to pick up a cup at Wembley? So I, um, I've looked at the guy, and I've looked at the guy, and I went, I went, get it, Ronnie Harris. I said, get Ronnie Harris, like that. And, and they're all getting all smug now. Yeah, yeah. They know the answer. So following day, I go home. So the following day, I come down the pub, and this guy said to me. That's the last time I ever ask you a sports question. <laughs> so I said, what are you talking about? And he said, he said, first Chelsea captain to pick up a cup at Wembley. He went, it weren't Ronnie Harris. I went, well, who was it? He went, you. Exactly. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. That's a trick question. Right? Yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was for me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, on the flip side, uh, Colin, what was the biggest Chelsea disappointment? Your, your biggest chance leaving leaving yeah. Yeah. getting relegated w- was pretty hard to take you know but especially that way in but a leaving, leaving the following day I had a hell of a reaction because yeah. like you know you just sit down and you think I, I tell you when I felt it the most when I went to the FA in, in Lancaster game yeah 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 I remember it well I went there and one of the apprentices brought my boots from the club <laughs> right you know yeah. brought them along and all that and I thought Realise scary this year, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I hated leaving. As, as I said earlier, it, it just—it was a horror. I think a really sad way for your career at Chelsea to end. You know, as I said, a bit blighted by injury, with getting relegated. It was not a fitting way for somebody like you to leave. I mean, we, we as fans, I think we all have this. Yeah, I mean, remember we got steamed up about Frank not getting a goodbye, Gary Cahill not getting a proper goodbye. You know, we want. We want you to go out like you should go out, you know, walking around Stamford Bridge pitch and us singing your name. That's how it should be. Mm. So I just felt it was a really, really yeah, rough I mean, way I, to go. In, in, to be yeah, honest, I, yeah, you do. When it's when it become when it comes to an end so quickly, you don't give yourself a chance to kind of grieve if you like. Really. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're right. straight. I was playing straight for Charlton yeah, at the weekend, yeah. and I got a lovely little. Um, like a telegram in the old days, you remember when I used to send yeah, telegrams yeah, telegram, from yeah. Ken Bates saying, Good luck for the game today and all that, which yeah. I thought was you know, quite nice. So but then I didn't have I didn't 
he, I didn't have time to let it hit home until the end of the season. Yeah. And then I thought, shit, you know yeah. what I mean? This is really it's happened. You. Yeah. 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 Hey, right. Okay, last couple of questions, really. Uh, what, what makes Chelsea as a club so special? Um, and I, I wonder if it's tied up with the fans, but I mean, you can split these out if you like. So, what makes the club so special? What makes the supporters so special? Well, I mean, the club for me is always going to be special because it was like a, I, a, I used to lie that I played for Chelsea since I was about five. <laughs> so when I signed for ten, it was quite a bonus really because yeah, then absolutely. it I, I back, that backed yeah. me up. And my dad gave me a rollicking for lying as well. You know, yeah, I used yeah, to lie yeah. about yeah. it. And I'll say, no, I saw it, I will sign, I will sign. Yeah. So to me, everywhere I, I and here tell you, everywhere I, I, around me, where I lived, they were everyone. Ball to Chelsea, Chelsea yeah. It's just Chelsea yeah. everywhere you yeah. go. Yeah. I mean, I, I went to school only like five miles away from Chelsea Football Club. You know, it was like, it was my local club and it yeah. was what I, I, I needed to, to, to be around, you know, yeah. Chelsea supporters. So, but the one thing I will say about playing for Chelsea is and, and a lot of the older boys gave me this advice as well although it's been my opinion for a long time that as long as you go out and you give everything you've got for Chelsea fans you won't hear no, any complaints absolutely. you know and, and the only time they will complain is when you go out there look like you don't know what you're doing but you're not trying yeah you know and, totally. and that and they, that, that that was kind of our we all all the, the the local bread boys you know that played for the club that was the way they looked at it. As long as you went out and you know, everything you had, you wouldn't have any problem with Chelsea. Of course, they'd moan about the, 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 the results, they'd moan about this, they'd moan about that. Oh, yeah. But it would never be personal. No. You know, as long as you gave everything you had, it would be fine. And that's the way the fans have been, especially with me. And that, is that what makes them special, or is there more to I think it, it does, yeah, because. I'm not being funny. I, I, you know, I'm travelled. I've, I've played yeah, for other yeah. other clubs and stuff. Is there a big difference? There is. Yeah. The Ch- I mean, the Chelsea fans will not, will not get on your back when things are not going well. If you're having a go, if you're yeah. if you're giving everything you got, and you, they can see you've got problems out there, and they can see you trying to put them correctly yeah. and putting them right. You won't hear them screaming at you. You know, I've I've had I've played in a few games where they rightly give us a real good idea, where you know we we just haven't performed, and it's not a case of not trying; it's just a case of like not knowing where you should be and when you should be there and all this yep, sort of yep. stuff. And, and the fans will get at you, you know, and rightly so because they they, they demand, you know. Well, we want we money. want to win as much as you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so, what it is. You know. Um, yeah. I don't care about what we pay. Well, I do, but no. I, I want to win like you want to win. Yeah. So if you, you play rubbish, I'm going I'm to have the ump. Yeah. But yeah. I'm going to forgive you Yeah. if, as you say, you put in 100%. Because yeah. I've always said this, you know, <laughs> you know, we've both been around a long time and we're watching it. I've seen some bloody good Chelsea players. I've seen some pretty poor ones. But I'll accept that. I've got a problem with that. Providing they put in 100% from us and the show. Yeah, yeah. Simple that's, as that's, that. But we found that out. We were lucky to find that out at an early age, me and yeah. Johnny Bunsey yeah, yeah, and people yeah. like that. Yeah. Because, you know, we were in the first team when we were 18. Yeah. And you learn that very early. Yeah. So it stands you good, in good stead for when you get older. And then the youngsters come through and you say, look, these fans will stick with you no matter what, as long as you give them everything you've got. And if you don't, 
don't come to me yeah, and moan that they're getting play. on your back because yeah. you're obviously not giving them everything. So uh, too right. we couldn't believe it. You used to come in the White Hart at 18, 19, 20 as Chelsea yeah. captain, drinking with all us Herberts, <laughs> go to Tiffany's or wherever, or scamps at something, and you'd turn up. I learned something very early coming from where we come from yeah. is that you look after them boys on the way they'll up they'll look after you yeah. they'll look, they'll look after, after you on the way down and I was never allowed to get above my, my station because yeah. the minute I started getting a little bit leery it was like oi well because you grew up with them yeah, yeah. Exactly that, that's right. the point I think that's the difference when you're when you're you know, a player who grew up in the communities, a local boy, is basically a supporter too. You know, all your mates at school would have been Chelsea fans. And that's going to ground you, I think. That's it, huge. It does as well because it, it makes you aware of the responsibility yeah. you have. Because the, I mean, the amount, air to as well, the amount of boys that I played football with when I was a kid that wanted to play for Chelsea yeah. and I, I happened to be the one that did yeah. oh, then I'll make you feel privileged yeah. Yeah. so you don't ever take don't it get above it yeah. no I mean I, I used to get a clout if I got <laughs> if I got above my station I used to get a little clip down the ear just to let them know that they were in charge and I will and I will still be Patesy the scruffy little kid off the estate brilliant oh, brilliant final, final question Colin uh, I mean you know the club has changed so much since your day yeah. when you were playing uh, what, what do you think of that? Oh, if we're going down the money situation... Well, there's I, that, isn't there? Yeah. I think that's just got out of control now. Yeah. Um, but you mean how much we're paying players yeah, and that I mean, kind of... I think, the, the, you know, I think this money thing now is kind of like... I always feel that football players were more popular in our day than they actually are now. Yeah. Because the, the, there just seems to be that little bit of resentment out yeah. there for these people earning all this money. There shouldn't be, but there is. But you, yeah, you it's, it's, shouldn't not, be, well, but it's not their fault that they're in no, that much exactly money. exactly right. I totally agree with that. But there will be that working man out there oh, that yeah. puts in like eighteen hours a day and struggling to pay this, and then he sees, you know, certain players on the back page saying, "I'm not happy with my football," and he's yeah. on hundred grand a week. You know, so you have to be very careful nowadays what you say and do as a pro football player because you've got that added responsibility of earning all that money. You, you have, but I think this, weirdly, you know, the same rules apply that you've just been talking about. If they're, a, if they're I mean, they're all multi-millionaires, absolutely. But if they give the supporters time, yeah. I mean, okay, putting it in on the pitch is a given. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I remember the likes of uh, Ash Cole, JT, Frank, all of those guys. They they'll they'll sign autographs until the last one's gone. They'll give the fans respect they'll yep. give them time yep. you know yeah. and I mean with no, no disrespect to, to, to you guys you were closer to us anyway yeah. you, you grew up in the same places you drink in the same pubs these guys are way way removed from that yeah. and yet they still will give you that time I mean Dave and the, the fanzine they, they will have this competition giving Dave lifts to get up to the bloody ground with the fanzines. This is yeah. like the likes of Frank and JT yeah. back in the day. Yeah, but you know that and I know that yeah. because we have that, yeah, that true contact enough. with them. So, yeah, you know, yeah, we, yeah, true we talk to them and we can see that they are just normal guys. Yeah. But they have to be careful where they go yeah. because they Absolutely. become a target. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. You just have to, they just have to be a little bit more careful what they say as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, because, you know, if for any reason they come out of a kind of an untoward statement about anything, suddenly it's like, oh, you know, this rich guy, blah, blah, blah. You know. Well, they're celebrities, just, aren't they? Yeah, you That's just have trouble. to be, uh, you know. And they're, they're, listen, they're, 
you know, they all, a lot, the majority of football players are, are great lads. Yeah. They work hard. They love the game. And they love the game and they're, they're loyal to their fans. You know, but the ones that are not, they tend to be the ones that end up in the paper saying the wrong thing and then suddenly it's all the money issue. And yeah. it's, Same so as it ever so was. So my point yeah. is just really, they, they just have to be a little bit more careful. Yeah. I mean, if we lost a game here... Um, we used to walk over and have a, have a point with the lads in the rising sun and if we played well you know the fans would say well done Pacey well done what you drinking mm. and if you didn't they'd go you was you was this you was this you was that by the way what do you want to drink well, absolutely so, so they got it all out yeah, we had a little pop be. back and then it was like let's have a few beers and forget about yeah. it so. it's a real sadness that those days are gone really um, what do you think about you know the football modern day Chelsea I mean, you know, you've been coaching for a long, long time. So I you've think, got an insight there. I think this... I mean, I, I would love to have, have, have played a little bit more football the way I wanted to play it in my year. You know, like playing the ball on the floor. To Guardiola think. would probably sign you now. Right? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that was how I, I liked to play. Yeah. But I think they've taken it to an extreme now. Where, where you see, see the Arsenal-Watford match last year. Oh, I mean... I mean, I'm, I, I, if ask anybody that knows me, I'm a great believer in playing football from the back as well. You know, Alan Hudson will tell you, you know, Addy would say to me, you know, don't give the ball away, don't do this, don't do that, you know, keep the ball, keep the ball, keep, and, and he just drummed it into me over yeah, yeah. so many years. Yeah. Um, but now when I see players receiving the ball on the penalty spot with their back to goal, What's that all about? or their back to play, sorry, um, I just, like, I, it, it beggars belief. I mean, that's just like a classic case of overplaying, yeah. you know, for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that, but they would argue that. Yeah, yeah. I just don't get it. <laughs> last year was the worst case of that last year, with Sarri in charge, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, as you say, it was yeah. being overplayed and playing out from the back. Yeah. It just got ridiculous, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But you have to ask, without getting too complicated, you have to ask what your objective is, because switching play was something that, that I used to work on a lot. Yeah. And... and, and and if we would switch play early and get it out to the wide man to get a 1v1 situation, yeah. what I don't want my wide man to do is not take that full back on yeah, because well, we work so hard yeah. to get that ball out there anyway. Yeah. You see that situation now in matches, they'll work their nuts off to get, get a ball out to the wide man and then the wide man just come out and they start again and no, that's start what I'm saying, again yeah. there's no end product to it is it some of the older lads call it sidey sidey for oh, yeah. yeah. you know what I mean well it's keeping the ball for the sake of it yeah that's um, what it is yeah, yeah. you need to have an objective yeah. to what you're doing yeah. so yeah. if you if you want to work hard to get it somewhere on the pitch to have a 1v1 one one, yeah. don't come out and start again because you've worked hard to get it yeah, yeah. So, it's so frustrating for the yeah. fans as well yeah the fans yeah. don't want to see that no, no we not. didn't we didn't yeah. but uh, that aside we've done pretty well the last few years haven't we course we have a magnificent I mean I, I, I even watch it now and think uh, what it would be like to be part of it yeah you know yeah. all ex-players do we'd yeah. all be like to be part of what's going on now and quality of players yeah yeah but but doing this job you actually do yes you know you yeah. feel like you're you part do. of well, you it are. because you yeah. feel like you're still part of the club yeah. so it's yeah. so. about the nearest we're going to get to it anyway. well we're, we're, we're very glad I mean because you know that was something it was Gary who was saying this wasn't it but I know it anyway that under Roman that's one of the first things he did is he was very you know yeah. very I don't know he's very very keen to make sure that the history and the legacy was uppermost and a lot of the uh, the ex-players were invited back in whereas perhaps they hadn't been so welcome in the past regimes yeah. so it's, I'm very glad to see you here so. thank you I mean 
it's it's brilliant. I mean, it's it's just fantastic to be part of it. It really is. And you hear that a lot, but I really do mean that. Great stuff. Colin, you've been absolutely brilliant. As, as assured, uh, talking to us as you ever were on the pitch. So thank you very, very Thanks, much. Appreciate it. Lovely. Cheers, mate. Cheers, thank you. Cheers, lads. Brilliant, mate. Thank thank you. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.